When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What was the toy you loved the most as a child? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we would love to take your calls. 651 641 1071. The assignment is What was the toy you loved the most as a child? And why are we asking today? You know, I was honestly just thinking about it because I saw this story and it's a wonderful story. I think Kanye West has gotten some mixed PR recently, um, but this is decidedly a really amazing story on his behalf um he bought toys for over four thousand he bought over four thousand toys for children in chicago from his home neighborhood Mm, um as kind of a gesture uh to um for the toys for inglewood event that they held uh at a gymnasium in chicago um and the the alderman of the 16th ward there her name is stephanie coleman she said i'm so proud that kanye is once again responding to our request to help the children of inglewood and beyond and so he uh, out of the goodness of his own heart provided a ton of toys for uh people in the neighborhood that he knew best uh when he was younger so that they could have a christmas experience and and, it, and i was looking at the pictures of the families coming to pick out toys mm-hmm. and i was thinking about first of all how exciting that is at Christmas time to pick out a new toy. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I was thinking about all the toys that I uh, that I got when I was young for Christmas and the toys that my sibling got and that my friends got. And oftentimes it was one of those sort of surprise new toys that became your very favorite toy. And yeah. I got a little nostalgic. Aww. So 651-641-1071. When you were a kid, what was your favorite toy? What was it? What did it do? What did you do with it? That kind of stuff. Did you have a favorite toy? The one that like sprung to my mind was I... I for Christmas one year got a doll called a cut and grow doll. Oh, like the hair you could like cut and grow the hair. Yeah, and she had yarn hair. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like I was like doing great hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could cut the hair and then you'd pull the hair out again. It would grow again and then you could cut it again and then pull it out again. And I think she had like purple hair. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was like the coolest darn thing in the entire oh, world. For sure. Now my parents never bought more hair cartridges, so bonk, I cut bonk. her hair a whole bunch. And then, and then she, then was, she was just a plain doll. <laughs> My hair's gone. <laughs> 651-641-1071. What was your favorite toy as a child? Bradley, did you have a favorite? I mean, every year there was like the toy. Like the ones that I can remember included, like usually the sciencey, like exploratory ones were always my favorite. Like I had a shortwave radio that I loved. I loved the... Um, uh, what's that called? Rock tumbler. So oh, I could yeah. make gems and then jewels out of my gems that I made in my rock tumbler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a microscope kit one year that I loved. Ooh. I mean, those are the ones that I 
found myself drawn to. Right. The sciencey ones. By the way, can I just say of the rock tumbler, those things are a lot more work than you think they are. Oh, yeah, and they're not going to happen right away. No. You're not getting jewels overnight. There's a lot of waiting. Yeah. I remember too, we got, because we got one of those for our kids and you know, during a tumble phase, you know, you have to put them away and like, forget about them. We had to like put them under, put it under something. Because it's loud. It's loud. And so, you know, we literally tumbling rocks, which is not quiet. (laughs) Hit it under a bunch of blankets uh, and you could still hear it just like crank, 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 crank. Uh, 651-641-1071. What was your favorite toy growing up? Let's go to Lynn. We've got Lynn on the line. Hi, Lynn. Lynn, what was your favorite toy growing up? My favorite toy was those metal jacks with that little red rubber ball. And we got them every year. And our family played them as a whole family. Oh, I and love And we that. had tournaments at school. And every year my dad would step on one of those things. Oh, jeez. And geez. he would yell. And we would laugh. And we got them again next year. That's oh, hilarious. Lynn, I love that. Thank you so much for your <laughs> Thanks, call. Lynn. What a great memory. And I remember, I mean, you know, some the funny thing about it is I think sometimes, especially now in 2021, yeah. we've got it in our minds that the the fabulous, most beloved gift must be like a high ticket item. Yeah. But often it can be something like a set of jacks oh, that for sure. everybody gets to play with. Yeah, simple things. Right? Let's go to Greg. Hi, Greg. Greg, what was your favorite gift as a child? Your favorite toy? Hi, Jet or Greg. I'm Greg. Hi. Hi. I'm Greg. Hi. Oh, great. What was your favorite Hello? toy can as a child? We can hear you. Can you hear us? I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Oh, for yeah. sure. We love Hot Wheels. Oh, and a great track. Yes, thank you for your call. Um, the the Hot I Wheels. I still love Hot Wheels too. They're still hot. Uh, Meaning, like kids like them. Oh yeah, yeah. And we have, Not you know, surprised. we've got a bunch of the tracks and the Hot Wheels that hide in a bin in the basement. Yeah. And even though my kids are almost twelve and fifteen, they will sometimes pull them out again and start. They'll do these big elaborate tracks that go all the way down the steps and then turn at the bottom and they'll, you know, and it'll keep them occupied. Yeah. Even though they don't typically play with the hot wheels very often for sure let's go to lee hello lee hi lee lee what is uh what was your favorite toy as a child well i'm really old but my favorite toy my stepsister gave me my parents always gave me you know pajamas and socks and stuff like that but my oldest stepsister gave me a chatty cappy oh yes oh, sure you remember those you know my mom had one and i we still have it they are so cool. Yes. I don't have mine anymore. I gave mine to my favorite niece. Oh, but I love that. They were so cool. And that was the only doll I ever got. I was quite the cowboy. Yeah, that is. Well, that is a very cool doll to have because at least you could have yeah. a conversation. She's very chatty. <laughs> the chatty Kathy. Thank you, Lee. The other one that my mom had that we still have was the Betsy Wetsy doll. Oh, yeah. She which wee-weed. I just, you know, and you'd feed her and then it would come out the other end and... I just, I get it. I understand we wanted dolls that did things that real babies did. But, you know, it's not as fun when you get the real thing and they're Betsy Wetsies. Yeah, I think that's why they were giving you toys. You'd be like, oh, this is fun. Because someday you might have to deal with it yourself. Let's uh, go to Susan. (laughs) Hi, Susan. Susan, what was your favorite toy growing up? Um, It was the game Mouse Trap. 
you had to build it going around, and then the last person got to turn the crank, and then the trap would fall on the mouth. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know that. One. I mean, I know the name of the game, but I've never played it before. Um, but that well, the does... original one went together a little bit harder than the current things that are out there. But also the game Clue, when it first oh. came out, too, it was such a... Oh, Clue is for sure a classic. Classic. Yeah, that yep. is a fun one. Thank you for your call. Uh, and let's go to Candy and let Candy have the final word. Hi, Candy. What was your favorite toy as a child? Mine was the ice cream dream Barbie shop. Oh, you lucky so duck. I was so lucky. I know. Um, I got it when I was eight years old, and it just came out on the market, and I didn't even dare ask for it. It was a huge surprise. Those oh, are always the God. best, right, when you're not even expecting it? Absolutely. Boy, you seriously, I would have wanted to play over at your house, Candy. I'm here to tell you. I was uh, all about the Barbies, girl. <laughs> oh, you were so lucky. I didn't get to have Barbies. And I was always like, I knew who my Barbie friends were. And I would always ask for sleepovers at their house. <laughs> seriously. My friends did too in my whole bedroom. We set it up as like, their dream house. <laughs> oh, my Barbie gosh. Dreamland. You are the coolest. Yep, it was Barbie Dreamland. <laughs> Do you still have any of your Barbie stuff? I ended up giving them all away, and then I had my daughter two years ago. I was heart sick. I know. It's, isn't that the, you know, you feel like you're doing the right thing when you give those things away, and then when you have a child and you're like, oh, they would love this. I'm sorry. Right? And now I'm like, oh, I'm kicking myself. I had the Corvette and just all, like, just unbelievable. The, dream, crazy the Malibu <laughs> dream house. Yeah. Thank you, Candy, for your call. You can still um, buy them on eBay. There's $49. You can get that Barbie ice cream shop. I know. I'm looking at these. I mean, it is kind of fun. Look at the chairs. The chairs look like little ice cream. Very cute. I know. It's so cute. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to catch up with Benifer and Jennifer. What are those Again. two crazy kids up to? Mm-hmm. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to live programming on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, there's a publication ship that has uh, reemerged. We call them Benefer Againifer. Yes, we do. And Bradley, what's going on with those two? And we're not the only ones, but uh, Benegar- Benefer Againifer. Uh, are Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Her people are actually talking in a way that we're not used to seeing, that is directly to tabloid. So let me tell you, uh, Jennifer Lopez insists she's not angry with boyfriend Ben Affleck over his comments about ex-wife Jennifer Garner and says she couldn't have more respect for him. All right, this all comes... Amid stories that Ben Affleck, well, I shouldn't say stories. So there was an interview that Ben Affleck did with Howard Stern. In it, he said some stuff about when he was married to Jennifer Garner. Tabloid spun it as Ben Affleck says uh, he'd still be using drugs or drinking if he were with Jennifer Garner still, right? Which people twisted and made it sound like he was saying Jennifer Garner was to blame for his addiction. Which she drove him to drink. Anybody that read the story was like, "Mm, you know, why did you talk about it? But um, why did you talk about it? But also, that's not what he said. Like, if you read the actual story. Right. So then tabloids were spinning this out of control. And then there were stories about how Jennifer Garner... um, 
uh, was not happy. Or no, it was actually Jennifer Garner goes out and about amidst these stories that Ben yeah. Affleck has blamed her. And then Jennifer Lopez was like, actually, we, but again, she didn't say this directly, but there were stories that alluded to the fact that Ben Affleck or that Jennifer Lopez was not happy with Ben, uh, ben Affleck. So now we arrive at a place where her people are actually speaking to the media, which tells you that this story really got to them in a way that typically these stories do not. Jennifer Lopez um, specifically, let me find the actual source, a page six insider initially reported blobbity blue. Um, This story, however, Lopez shut down the claims to people. The story is simply not true. It is not how I feel. And additionally, Oh, now, see, this has been changed. I hate it when they do that. So they've changed this because originally they just said that uh, her people basically reached out to the Daily Mail and said that that's not how she felt. But she obviously dealt with this head on. So this I, I actually find to be interesting because it's one of the rare times that she or he or they specifically speak out about mm-hmm. something directly to the media, which tells you that the narratives got out of control and right. they were not in control of them, which tells us everything we need to know about how they operate in the media, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it, they didn't, because the way that the narrative spun, it was not making him look good. And his not looking good reflects, at least in her mind, on her. And so she, being Jennifer Lopez, who has a highly curated life, uh, and a wonderful um, team that makes her look perfect at all times, in order to put a stop to it, probably felt like she had to speak out directly, right? Yeah, well, and the source that originally was talking to the Daily Mail said, the claims were false, the ladies are not only friends, but they're doing well at co-parenting, which all of this stuff is believable, right? Like, you see, based on their actions, that they are actually involved with one another. So mm-hmm. whether or not Ben Affleck... And Jennifer Lopez are madly in love is almost irrelevant. I don't know what's in their hearts, but their actions are showing the two of them actually together. They are Mm -hmm. living their lives together in a way that, you know, involves their children. And that tells like people don't just involve their children willy nilly. It's not to say that this isn't for publicity, Mm -hmm. because I think they, you know, I think it's very telling, for example, that Jennifer Garner, whenever you see the kids involved in uh, a story with her, you don't see their faces. Mm-hmm. Similarly, that's true with Ben sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when you see Jennifer Lopez and her children, everybody has faces. Everybody has faces, which mm-hmm. says that Ben and Jennifer Lopez are less concerned, right, with their children being a part of the public story. Mm-hmm. That's not a judgment. That's just to say you can see that each person has their own approach. Mm-hmm. And my point is that they are very much more comfortable living this relationship out loud yeah. in a way that I don't think you're going to see Jennifer Garner. Although that said, remember those weird photos of Jennifer Garner on the beach with Bradley Cooper and his daughter? Yeah, that was a weird episode. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, think we ever got to the bottom of that. But remember, they were just friends anyway. The moral of well, the I story is... Well, I think it just is, didn't float. Like, I think it it sort of sunk like a lead balloon. Like, everybody was like, what is this? And then that was the end of it. Yeah, the moral of the story for me is when you speak out directly, it's because you're trying to quash or squash or whatever the word is. I think both work. Um, the, the narrative. And, you know, sometimes 
tabloids get it wrong and nobody bats an eye. Mm-hmm. But like in this case, they brought out the big guns, like firsthand accounts from the stars involved about whether or not there was validity to this, which tells you they are most certainly always paying attention to the narratives that are out there about them. And if they were wrong, right, they would try to write the record, right. which tells you that even when we're sitting here yapping about them and they don't think anybody's or we think they don't they're not paying attention oh, they, they most certainly are paying attention yeah. to how they're being covered in the media does this article say that Jennifer Lopez and J- Jennifer Garner are friendly with each other yeah. is that what it's espousing okay because here's what i think is i'm guessing that behind the scenes there is a push for Jennifer Garner and Jennifer Lopez to appear in some sort of pictorial together I am guessing. Well, and they, I'm trying to remember now if they have. I don't know. I don't remember one. That's not to say that there isn't one. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if when the, within the next week we see some sort of loose kind of the two of them in yeah, the like same place at the same time. Yeah, one big happy family. Yeah, it's yeah, going to exactly. be one big Yelta conference. Yeah. Exactly. Who's well, Churchill? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots yeah, yeah. coming at you after this on My Talk 1071. People doing dumb things. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And we have a name for these dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid. Idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? Florida. We're going to Pinellas County, Florida. Uh, We're going to meet a gentleman. uh, Maybe not a gentleman. A guy. Bo Bloomer from Clearwater. Bo Bloomer. It it appears as though he is embroiled in some sort of child custody case. uh, Meaning that he and his ex are are arguing... (laughs) Are I was trying to say fight and argue at the same time. <laughs> are arguing over their child. Yeah. And um he's now having to answer for some charges because he apparently called a judge on Friday, uh threatening to blow himself and others Ooh. up. Ooh, not good. If he lost custody of his child. Don't do that. The judge was the one that recalled this conversation and explained that Mr. Bloomer said, I'm about to do some crazy bleep. Okay. Uh, He said that he wanted to be in the room when workers swabbed his child's mouth. uh, And uh, he said, I'll get a bomb. Oh, God. And if you think I'm just going to take myself out, you'd be wrong. I'm telling you I'm about to do some crazy bleep. I will just take care of this myself. It's not going to end well. Now, I would just like to point out, at the point that you have called a judge and explained that you're about to do some crazy bleep, you've already done some crazy bleep. Yeah, like that's illegal. Yeah. Can't do that. So, about two hours later, he was arrested and charged with false report of a bomb. 
his bond has been set at $20,000. Okay. And so, I would say you, uh, mission accomplished, yeah, sir. That's like, there are a few places you just don't ever say those things. And really it's everywhere, but mm-hmm. mostly, um, places like judges and airplanes. And I would say your, um, your odds of getting custody of your child are now zero. Yeah. Generally I would imagine yeah. that's probably a good so bet. Maybe think things all the play the tape all the play way through the tape all the way through. would be my suggestion which typically is the suggestion uh that we give to crazy stupid idiots that was florida specifically pinellas county right Right there right there right in the middle of pinellas county all right now we're gonna go to new york new york city new york city and i want to tell you about a holiday party that went terribly terribly wrong oh fun so you've been to a holiday party once I or have. twice. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm not going to lie. What's the weirdest thing that you've ever seen at a holiday oh, party? Oh, I'll tell you, actually. Our boss, B. Arthur, yeah, I sat at a table with her one year. Oh, no. Um, and you know how she can sometimes be very, uh, she acts quickly yeah. with her hands, etc. She was taking her... Um, her napkin off of her lap and she tossed it in the middle of the table on a candle. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And it set on fire. And I was oh my like, God. Oh, B. Arthur, B. Arthur, your that napkin's on fire. And we had a moment and then it was fine. Everything was fine. It was Holy fine. Crap. I'm I know, I but that was that kind of pretty. It was, it was big. Pretty? No, 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 no. It was oh, pretty big. It was kind of a it. big deal. It's, okay. kind, it's a memory. You think? Yeah, of course. Burning down the holiday party. That yeah, would be would terrible. Yeah, it would have been big. Well, that's not quite what happened, but some, uh, well, yeah. So let's just say that something happened at a New York Police Department holiday party that has landed this story in crazy, stupid, idiot town. And specifically, I need to tell you about the 44th Precinct uh, and the Lieutenant Nick McGarry at a Yonkers bar. So he did something that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. Okay. At the bar. Uh, at the bar during a holiday party that didn't end up leading to good news. <laughs> Would you like to guess what he did? Mm-hmm. Did he poo on the bar? No, he did not <laughs> poo on the bar. In fact, he was kind of passive in this situation, but it's what he allowed to happen. Specifically, he allowed a rookie police officer to give him a groin grinding lap dance. Wow. Yes. In fact, a female uh, police off, new female police officer oh was gosh. seen in seamy footage wearing a checkered black and white miniskirt, black cutoff tank top, knee high boots, wow. and ground <gasps> upon the top of the lap wow. of one Lieutenant Nick McGarry at this Yonkers bar. And uh, one person can be heard in the crowd shouting, Oh my God! As the married. Wow. Uh, precinct lieutenant at times resting his hands on her thighs as she shook her booty against his groin while people cheered that's not appropriate i mean there's one way to impress your boss but generally speaking a lap dance probably unless you're like a stripper you know grinding on your boss is probably not recommended yeah at the 44 precinct annual holiday party at rory dolan 75 dollars a person open bar that was probably a bad idea yeah also, $75 for a holiday party? No thanks. 
So what has now I happened? I shan't be is... going to the seventy-five dollar no. a person holiday party. No. Anyway, um, yeah. So he was forced to look like a fool, and has been removed to transit duties. Okay. Yeah. So that was a demotion. Can we also just talk about the quote that's toward the end of this article? Uh, where a patron who goes by the name Mark D said, that's the whole point of a Christmas party. You let yourself go. Nope. No, you don't. Not that much. Nope. Still work, guys. Still work. Messing with your subordinate is a no-no, one mm-hmm. person said. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Gotta believe that with the gusto this went down, this was not the first time a lap dance hath been issued at a good point uh, holiday party, but, you know, whatever. Do we know about the female cop who administered the she lap was dance? promoted to... No, I don't know. I was going to make it up, but... <laughs> I'm just curious if, you know, she had anything to say, like, yeah, that might not have been my best work Yeah, I, in no. the moment. Mm-mm. All right. Um, let's see. For our next story, I believe we're going to the UK, but I don't specifically know where. But I know we're in the UK because the way that this article is written has some funny English in it. Okay. <laughs> funny English. It is. English speakers. We are going to meet uh, bleary-eyed shop assistant Sophie Nutter, who's 29 years old. She was a uh, bleary-eyed Nutter was spotted swerving all over the road in a death trap car with four flat tires spelled with a Y. Oh my God. And a broken windscreen. Okay. Um, uh, so a cop saw her driving erratically and pulled her aside. Oh, in Beverly, East Yorkshire. And um, when she was pulled aside, she did something right before they came to administer the breathalyzer that was the dumbest thing. She pooped. I wish. Barfed. That would be a different story. No, but I am actually surprised she didn't barf. Polish your silverware. No. She took a big swig of hand sanitizer as they approached her car. What? I know. You're like, why Why? did she do that? Now, what's interesting about that is the reason why she did it actually is the dumbest thing in the entire world when you know what is in hand sanitizer. What is hand sanitizer made out of? Alcohol? Yes. It is about 60% alcohol. Oh, did she think she was trying to evade an alcohol breath exactly. test? Exactly. Okay, she honey, thought she you would just erase... actually made it even worse. <laughs> nice try. She thought that she would um, take... A... Now, I want to tell you a little bit more about the car, because the car tells a story. Um she, like I said, took a big swig of hand sanitizer, which, of course, is 60% alcohol as required to kill COVID and other illnesses. Um, she was driving this car that I already told you had a broken windshield, flat tires, etc. Yeah. Uh, she was, quote, swerving violently all over the road in her white Suzuki Swift, um, but also... She had two noticeable impact marks on the car and dried blood on the rear door and on the front headlight. Did she hit someone? Nobody knows. Uh, Her eyes were, quote, glazed, and she refused twice to provide a breath sample. Um, But then, of course, she did have to submit that after she had swigged on the hand sanitizer. Oh, my God. That's just dumb. And again, she did so in order to try to cover the smell of alcohol on her breath. Yeah, well, she's obviously never smelled 
hand sanitizer. Right. I just don't. I've think almost she was like in a space passed myself clearly. out on hand sanitizer. Like if you rub it on your hands and then you smell it, like I've almost passed out doing that to myself. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine what happens when you like try to gargle with it. Do you remember there was a period of time when we had a major shortage of hand sanitizer? Mm-hmm. That a lot of distilleries and alcohol places started making hand sanitizer. Yeah. And I remember very early on walking into a bank where they had some of that. And it was clearly made from tequila. And that was the one that every time I used the tequila hand sanitizer, I about lost my lunch. Yeah, it's not good. It's just not good. It's not a good smell. And you can't cover that up. You can't, you know, make like a coconut pineapple concoction. It's still going to smell like tequila. And uh, yeah. Anywho, um, I do. I they must kind of measure the way that they do uh, breathalyzers a little bit different there. Oh, but you should know she eventually blew a fifty-two microgram of alcohol in one hundred milliliters of breath, and the legal limit is thirty-five micrograms. So she was darn near twice the legal limit. Ooh. What do we do? We do point oh something like that's how yeah, we measure it. But I don't what's know the units. I don't know. That's a good question. It's a percent blood alcohol, so. right? Yeah, right. Her theirs is like how much in a certain amount of breath. In any whoosie whatsie, uh, it didn't work as we now know. She has, uh, yeah, she's she's in trouble. I mean, she was already in trouble because she had a whole bunch of other stuff that she was already on the record for. But ugh. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play a little game, and that game is called The Throwback. Live. After this on My Talk 1071.